Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Ah, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parashat Shoftim, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Little slip of the tongue, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Ah, the last month of the year, we're holding in the Rosh Chodesh, the second day, Rosh Chodesh, Elo, Aleph, Elo, Aleph, Elo, Ah, Anila Daidi, Vidaidi Li. And for many of us here in Eretz Yisrael, and for those of you in Chutzlarts, this signifies the ending of the, what's called the so-called Bein Azmanim, and the beginning of the Haschalas Azman. Today, all the yeshiva, yeshivas are open, and the yeshiva Bochim are back in the Beis Medrash. <clears throat> we have to be very, very thankful, and very, very haidet HaKadosh Baruch that we're from the, that, that nation that we understand the power of the Torah, the Koch of the Torah, and we should not take it lightly. Bein uh, I want to speak a little bit about, you know, a little bit of the vacation time and some of the things that we personally did, and everyone can magnify it into their own lives as well. You know, here in Eretz Yisrael, we have a very, very short period of time with the Bein Azmanim, and um, we were zoicha to have a big simcha, as I mentioned last week, a granddaughter's chasnel, last Shabbos was Shabbos Shevabrachas. I have to tell you, there was so many simchas lately, someone told me, uh, a rabbi of the yeshiva, Barry Clapper, just had a bar mitzvah last night in Beit Shemesh, and he told me that there were five other simchas that took place that night, chasnas from different people from the neighborhood, Ken Yerba, Vachen Yerfetz, there should be simchas by Klai Yisrael. And I mentioned to him that last Shabbos in the shul that I davened in my, with my son-in-law, Rabbi Yaman Zev Talbot has a beautiful, beautiful shul, B'nai Torah and Kirat Sefer. So the, in the morning, the, the, the davening, they had two ufrufs, two chasanim in the middle of Shevabrachas, and a brisk kaidish, which took place at the end of the davening. Can you imagine? Such a, a reboy of simchas from the members of the community. They had beautiful balatfilas, and the gabai came over to myself and my mechut, and he said, listen, I have to apologize, but even with all of the husafas that we made, it wasn't possible for us to accommodate and to give the grandparents of Elias, and we understood for sure. Just, just to think about the amount of simchas that Klai Yisrael is, is getting, and at the same time, we realize that there are a lot of tragedies that have taken place. People have lost lives. Young people, there have been accidents. And uh, the, our, our own family, we went away to Yavne'el, and every day after davening, the Gabi would get up and would thank everyone for coming and the guests. And then he would say, but we want to announce everyone should be very, very careful. The weather is very, very hot. And people that rent private villas with pools or private areas, you have to make sure to really have lifeguards all the time to watch the kids, take it seriously. And, um, and unfortunately, there have been tragedies. So we want to on one hand, be very, very thankful to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and the other hand, we recognize we have to daven, uh, and we have to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hashemer Yisrael. Our own grandson, one of our own grandchildren, Shimshi Lif, went to the Sinai, to the desert, and he was in an accident, Baruch Hashem, he's all right, but he was one of, on one of these tractors, and it fell over, and he fell off of it, and it was a whole song and dance until he got the Israeli side of the of the Sinai Peninsula, and my son had to travel down to Elat to pick him up. Baruch Hashem, he's home, 
and he's recuperating, and it seems to be that he'll be all right. But this is just a sign that every one of us, we have to recognize, to daven to Elo, Elo is here. Elo, ani l'doidi, l'doidi li. We are our beloved to the and our beloved is to us. So I thought that, you know, you know, just to speak a little bit about some of the Benazmanim is not just the, the only purpose, but the purpose was that we should we should try to draw inspiration from how do we connect ourselves from the end of Benazmanim to the, to the beginning of the Zman and what inspiration and insights can we see from the Parshas HaShavua. So the uh, first thing is to recognize we, this morning we blew Shoifer. I was offered by Shoifer Bashul. We said, L'david Hashem, Oyri V'yishi, L'david Hashem is our light, Hashem is our salvation. And Achenu Asfarim already started last night, Slichus Ah. And what more appropriate Pasuk could we start out with this week's parasha than Shoiftin V'shoiftin, Titin L'cho B'chol Shirecha, that we should make sure to place judges and policemen. And Rashi points out the Shoiftin and the Dayanim, and the Shoiftin are the ones that enforce the Din. And where do we have to place it? Simple understanding is Bechol Shirecha, in all of your cities, in every single entranceway that HaKadosh Baruch gave you, the Shoftas HaMish Betzedek, and the, there should be proper judges, Rashi says we have to appoint proper, proper judges to judge everybody. But the Shalom, we always find the saying over, my father, Allah Hashem, used to say it over, the shame, the Shalom HaKadosh, that the Pasuk says, Shoytim Shoytim Titim L'cha, what's the purpose of L'cha? The answer is that it's not just the Minu Hadayonim in each city, but it's each person has to be a judge and has to be a enforcer for himself. It has to, we have to be judges on ourselves. And where do we have to do in all of the openings? The Kodesh points out that's going on the seven openings that are in a person's body, the two ears, the two eyes, the two nostrils, the, the mouth, and for sure, the briskaidish, that's something that a person all have to be shamer. And shamer means you have to be, you have to be a shaifit, you have to judge, and you shouldn't allow what the next passage says. A person shouldn't take uh, bribery, even if he's going to judge himself, what he thinks today is a proper judgment. Bribery comes in different forms. Bribery could be what's called our negius, our uh, what we attach ourselves to, and that could be the gashmius. That could be what's called the kina, agaiva, vakovid. Those are the things. Jealousy. People are jealous, so therefore they judge things in a certain jealous way. People have tithes. We all have tithes. We all have uh, our, our, our inclination that pulls us towards things which. The physical body pulls us towards us and cover the honor. Honor is almost like a spiritual dimension, right? It's not necessarily a physical thing, but it's more like a, a mental status. Honor, we want to get honor. And therefore, we, we judge things based upon our own particular negius. And it says, don't, don't take that. You shouldn't allow that to, to cause a misjudgment. Be, judge yourself properly. And I think the first thing is for us to just to recognize, yes, this is the last month of the year, but it's the big month, the month of Elul. Remember the yeshiva, the month of Elul was always a, always question about it. You know, guys were coming off of a whole, long, hot summer. How are they going to get into the Elul concept? 
Every single year we saw that the Elul has a tremendous, tremendous effect. The Achana for the month of, of this month, the month of Rachamim and Slichus and Tfilus. And especially as we get closer to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Yimei Adin, we know that everyone is being judged. Eze Medina, Eze Lacherev, Eze Lerav, Eze Lesoiva, Eze And we can see every, every, we see in the world, look at the world today, look at the judgment of the world, and we see that the Eretz is all surrounded by enemies. And within, we unfortunately, there's a lack of, of Achtas, even amongst the Israeli public, something we've spoken about in the past. Everyone is aware of it. And this is something which we find later in the Parsha. Later in the Parsha, it says that uh, a person shouldn't say, Ki when a person will be, will be in wonderment. The simple understanding is, is judgments in some things which have to do with who's obligated, who's not obligated, who has dam tome, dam tor, benega lanega, different negoyim. It says, it's they argue about which is obligated, which is not obligated. And you should go to the mokum, where that was, where the, where the, where the Sanhedrin Agadol was. But the, the first word to bring that, they bring down from the altar, from Kalan, he says that if, you take a look and we take a look and we analyze and we see why is it that there's so much tsaris, there's dam ladam, there's judgment, bendin ladim. But sometimes we see people that are such tzaddikim, just an advertisement in the paper, just last month, five or six chashva chashva, talmidah chachamim avreichem, talmidah chachamim rashashivas, young people, they were taken away and their families are left with uh, bereft and they need support and everything else. But just the, the first thing is just the loss to, to, to emphasize and to realize that there's so many tsaris in Klai Israel. But why does this, and when people ask, why is it that such righteous people are taken away and we don't really understand fully why these people are other people? So the Alta from Kalim says, it's caused by divrei rivas b'sharecha. It has to do with the fact that we are not together. The ben Odom and that we have an obligation for us to fix ourselves up. So, as we get into the, you know, to the Elul, we're just beginning it, we have to realize that Adam HaVeiru is such a major, 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 major thing for us to take stock of. What can we do to be better to our neighbors, be better to our family members? Let's say just two amazing, amazing stories I saw. So does Maisa that there was a great Talmud Chacham here, just passed away maybe two years ago, Reb Sharia Dublitsky. In America, you might not have heard of him. Sharia Dublitsky was one of the unsung heroes, not to the Gedolim, not to the Bnei Torah and Eretz but in America, he wasn't well known. He wrote many, many svarim. He was a Bucky in Kolotera Kula. Er Marda Asir of Moshe Sternberg Shlita was very, very close with him. And he was a big expert in Hagen. There was a a pigeon event which took place to one of his uh, grandchildren. And the Kayan that they asked to be the Kayan was uh, one of the Rappaports from the famous Rappaport family, who was known to be uh, from the uh, Kayan Meyuchas. The Litsky was a person that was Makbit on every single minig, on every single ice in the Torah, Dikduk, Havara, 
uh, every minute he dabbed Masiki and he learned. And he just was an amazing, amazing person. So they told this, this Rappaport, who's a Tamil himself, that uh, you should know that um, uh, the, the Pidyan Aben, there's one condition is that it's going to be taking place at night. Now the truth is, there's a machlekes in the Paiskim if we do Pidyan Aben Balayla, and uh, the minig of the Bnei Ashkenaz is to do it during the day, but the minig of the Bnei Sfar is to do it at night. So uh, Rappaport was very, like, you know, bewildered. You know, why would Shire Devlitsky, who was such a, a uh, stickler to Minhagim, why would he change the minig, which was the minig of Ashkenazim? He was Ashkenazim Yid, but he was a soldier, and he followed it, and um, and, he, uh, and he did the pigeon event. After the pigeon event, he went over to the father of the boy, and he said, listen, maybe you can tell me why you did the pigeon event at night. So he said, because uh, my father said to do it at night. So he went to Rapshari Yedablitsky, this great Tamil and he said to him, You Rabbeinu, how is it that you were so makbid on every minute and here you did it at night? He says, Listen, I'll tell you the story. The Cheshbon was, if they were going to do it in the day, they were probably going to do it early in the morning, right after Vasikin, which is my minik, which is my, in my minion, and it's also my minik. If they would have done it in my minion, there's an Alta Kayan. There's an old Kayan that dabbins in that minion. And he's not a Miyuchas. And what would have happened if they would have had the minion then? Would have had the Pidyan Aben in the morning? Then this Kayan would have felt bad that he wasn't given the covet of being the Kayan. So therefore, I was Mavater on the Minig. And I said, I'd rather keep the din of Ben Adam Chavera. If there's just a slight chashash of Ben Adam Chavera, it's not worthwhile to be Pagea in a person's covet, in a person's honor. Minig is trumped by Ben Adam Chavera, even though we know Minig din, but Ben Adam Chavera is more important than the other Minig. Ah. What gewaldige, gewaldige uh, way that we should look and we should be macabling ourselves and recognize that this is all part of the Anila Doidi Vidoidili. This is all part of the Shaitim 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 This is the Ramas, but the Alta Kelm Zvart of Bendam Ladam and Din Ladin. It's Divi Rivis Bisharach. Let's be Machazik in the Indian of Benod Machavere. This podcast is, a, I'm, I'm going to make it a little bit different than usual. Just a great Misa, which I saw. What a great Misa. Listen to this great Misa. And, uh, you know, everyone, the Bein Asmanim, we, we spent a lot of time uh, up. We went this week, not a lot of time. We went for two days up to a place called Yavne'el, which is in the Galil. And it happens to be a lot of Breslover Hasidim lived there. And we had such a great time. We rented uh, an area with a swimming pool and with air-conditioned rooms. Yes, it was hot in Eretz Yisrael, but as we like to say, we love Eretz Yisrael no matter what. We went for tremendous hikes in, the, in, in, in Mayanot, in, in beautiful, beautiful cool springs with the entire family, and it just was amazing. And then we had barbecues. But the most important thing is, is that we just were bonded together, and I think even more important, the bonding together is, you should have seen all my grandchildren, the bonds over Bar Mitzvah, they came to the shul. I dabbed Vasikin in the morning. I went to the learn afterwards in the Breslov Minyan. And then they had Minyanim at Mincha Mariv at night. We're packed. One night we made our own Mincha and Mariv in our, in our little shtibel where we were with the mangal. 
We have many, many famous family members and grandchildren. There was a lot of nachas. But what I want to say is like this. That part of the purpose of the Bein Azmanim is to spend time with the family, to bond with the family. And the fathers with sons and mothers with daughters and, and grandparents with grandchildren. I want to tell you about a grandfather and a grandson and how they bonded. Everyone heard of the great guy in the stipler, the father of Chaim. Now, he had a grandson. His grandson was a Ravram Yeshaya Berman. He was named after the Chazanish. And he was, he was nifter already, but when he was a young boy, when he was three years old, he was going to have his halakha. So the stipler wanted to give him a present. So what did he do? He gave him a present, and they have pictures in the paper. Really amazing. The stipler, you should know, besides being a great tamachachim, he was very, very handy with his hands. I know many, many stories about him. And he, um, he made a present for his son. What did he for his grandson? He made a small Sefer Torah, which was like one of these Simchas Torah Sefer Torahs, but he made the Parachas of the Sefer Torah by himself. It was out of velvet, and he designed, he sewed in the, a, a few letters and a Mug and David. Can you imagine? He wrote a Mug and David. And then he built an Aaron Kaidish, a small little like childlike Aaron Kaidish, like you might see sometimes for a small Sefer Torah. He built it himself out of wood, and he, he had a parachus on top of it, and he placed the, the Sefer Torah inside. And this was the this was the present that he gave to his grandson, Avram Yeshaya, on his third birthday, a, a, a present from a Zaydi to a grandchild. And there were two letters that he wrote, Chaf and Tuf. He was able to design them, the Chaf and the Tuf. I saw the picture, it's amazing. Chaf and Tuf written by the stipler, written, really, he, 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 he sewed it in. In gold, in, 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 in gold thread, the chaf stand for keser, and the tuf stand for Torah. Keser Torah, the keser Torah. The stipler, with all of his hasmad, with all of his sitkis, recognized the best way for me to bond with my grandchild is to give him something that's going to remain for him for the rest of his life, a sefer Torah. Ah, after the last night, my, my nephew is a great tamatchacham, Akiva Lif. His grand, his son had a bar mitzvah. Son, his son is uh, was able to complete all of Shas Mishnayos, and I heard he finished besides Shas Mishnayos. He finished ten mesechtas already in his bar mitzvah. He should grow up to be a big talmud chacham. These are the things which the bein azmanim here in Eretz Yisrael, the bein azmanim. How do we how do we tie ourselves together and how do we pick ourselves up and put ourselves into the elo mode? So we want to end off with just one vart and one story to be able to give it a final, a, a final capacity. Uh, Rav Sturbach writes in the Sefer that the um, Rabbi, Avram, the, Rabbi Yosef Kahneman, the Rashiva Panovich, he always looked to be able to get schusim. So he was in the hospital, he wasn't well, and uh, he... Um, he asked his Talmidim, is there something that he could do to be Mazakat Arabim, to help the Tzibur? So the, 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 you know, he wants to know, is a new project that he could get involved in. So the Talmidim were like bewildered. What are you worrying about? They said, you're getting it, have an operation. When you come out of the operation, we'll worry about it. And the Rav said, no, he heard that the Magid Mikoshnitz was a very, very weak person, and he had a Rikhas Yomim. 
how did they have a Rikas Yomim? It was Shalok Kederach HaTeva. So they asked the Magad Bekashas, what was his chus? So he said, because every single part of his life, he always took upon himself a new tafkid, a new job, a new appointment to help the klal, to help the others, to help the tzibur. Whenever he would finish one particular job, he would start the next job. And this is what gave him what it was called capacity that Kodesh Baruch Hu gave him life beyond his normal, normal ability. The Panovich Rav said, I also, I'm in a matzav of sakana, so I want to start already doing something. The Rabbanu will look upon me and will say that this is a person who it's worthwhile to give him to give him extra life. And that's hinted to in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaif. Uh, here the, 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 the stipler was saying, is that the Rebbe was saying, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaif. You should run after to do Tzedakas. If you run after Tzedakas, that's the greatest Tzedek that you could do to help out another yid. There's so many things that we see organizations that help children with illnesses, and we have Gemachim, and we see that Klai Yisrael is really an amazing thing. Yedidim, people with flat tires, so many and so many schusim. Everyone should see whatever they can do to help out another yid. I want to end off with a story which is like, you know, like it's really out of left field. I just saw this Misa and I thought that's really something we. We should, we should speak about the parsha speaks about the not to go after the ba'inus and the and the and the, and the If you hear about a certain person, that's what's called the navi sheker, and he tells people to, to you know all kinds of miracles that can take place. So you should know that this person is not something we can trust. Skaltim avonim v'mesu. There was a person who grew up in Russia hundred years over hundred years ago. His name was Rasputin. His full name was something like uh, I don't know the full name, but it was something like uh, Gregory, Gregory Rasputin, Rasputin. And this Gregory Rasputin, he was as a young child, he he was he was a thief and a ganev, and then eventually he turned over his life and he became an aesthetic. And he became like a monk, and he became to be known as a miracle person. Now, there were a lot of people that said it, miracles, but he lived in St. Petersburg. And what happened was he came to the, to the, to the forefront of the Russian, uh, the Russian um, people by a story that took place that the king, the czar at the time, one of his children's, Alexei, was the son of, of, of the Tsar Nikolai, was very, very sick. He had a blood problem, and he was about to die. None of the doctors could help him. And they called this Rasputin, and Rasputin was brought. And as soon as he came to the palace of the Tsar, all of a sudden, they, uh, the blood issue stopped, and he was healed. Now, we know he had these kaychas, which were not kaychas of Kedusha, the kaychas of, of Tuma. Uh, he himself was a big mushchus. He was not a person of great repute, but he was so entrusted by the by the czar that the czar listened to every single thing that he said. Any futuristic thing, he helped to fire the the chief of staff. He fired him, and um, it got to the point that literally the czar wouldn't think about doing anything without this Rasputin's involvement. So one of the um, one of the members of the royal family decided we have to get rid of him. 
and he got together a few, this happens in Russia all the time, he got together a few people, and they poisoned him, they put into his wine a tremendous amount of poison, the amount of poison that should have killed three people. Rasputin drank it, and nothing happened to him. Couldn't believe it, he drank three cups of wine, and it was like, this man was unbelievable. And the prince, who was the son of uh, the Tsar Nikolai, decided, you know what I'm going to do? I can't, I can't let this go on. So literally he took a revolver and he went down with another person and they shot him. They shot him a bunch of times and he died. At least they thought he died. And then he went up to his room and now they had to figure out how they're going to somehow make sure because they were worried about the, the, the Tsar Nikolai. They were working out a whole plan. Finally, the, one person went down and, um, and ready, he, was, he was declared dead. And when he got down, all of a sudden Rasputin lifted up his hand and started choking the guy. <laughs> started choking him. It's almost like one of these stories of a, of a, of a, of a Frankenstein. Eventually, they, 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 they took him, they shot him again, they threw him into a river, and, um, and eventually he was taken out. That's basically what happened. And the, the, when they finally found his body, yeah, they, they saw that really he was shot, he was poisoned, and, but the real thing that really killed him was he drowned, the drowning is the only thing that killed him. Till today, Rasputin is looked up upon as being a miracle worker. Everybody said, who was he? He was a mushchus. They said he was a terrible, terrible person. He did terrible, terrible things. This is the Navi Sheker. We don't believe in the Navi Sheker. We believe in Tomim Tia and Hashem We follow after the Rabbi Nishalonim. And the times when we had Nevi'im, we follow after the Nevi'im. And then we follow after what it says in this week's parsha that we follow we follow after the Das Torah of what our G'daylam are. And our G'daylam are people who are steeped in Midas Torahs. Those are the people that we know that we should follow. They're the ones that with their Midas, as we said before, Pshayr Deblitzki, uh, the the Panovicharov, and we could go through many, many stories. Rabbi said, the end of Benazmanim, beginning of the Zman, Elul is here, we, sh- we blew the shoifer, let us try to be macabre ourselves, that there shouldn't be Diva Rivers B'Sharecha, let it be Anila Daidi, let us be to the Rabbanu Shalom, the Daidi League, we should all have Yedidus, we should all have Ava, we should be Zechah Nitz Hashem, to a good Chaydish, a good Shabbos, a good Elozman, and there's Hashem is Baruch Ksiva Ksiva Wishing everyone a good Shabbos and a good Chaydish. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.